Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. As always, business first. Facebook and Instagram and Immigrant's Life. Please like, share, review, subscribe, and all that stuff that you guys do. I really do appreciate it. That really helps. It shows me that I'm someone's listening, someone cares. So the first month of the year has ended or will end. I hope you're still using that weights or exercise machine that you bought that you were thinking of using. I hope you're still following that diet plan that you were thinking of using to make yourself healthy. And I hope you're still keeping up with your goal. And if not, eh, that's okay. Take a minute, review your action, review your thoughts and go from there do what you want do what you like you know what you want if you spend time enough with yourself that voice in your head will talk and tell you what's up all right i don't want to bore you more about my ramblings i just want to talk about the episode quickly i know you're excited to listen to this episode i recorded this with a great guy he's such a nice person so you will hear and feel that We really get along well. So I hope you enjoy it. Also, I just want to say it's been a year since Kobe Bryant left us together with his beautiful daughter, Gigi, and the rest of the people that were on that helicopter accident. And life has never been the same because after that, Corona came. So this episode was pre-recorded without thinking of that. And one day I was driving, it came to me to release it this day as a tribute to one of the most influential people in my life. So without further ado, this one's for you, Bean. We miss you. Today our guest is a baller, a sneakerhead, and an overall great guy. The original captain of the Westside Montreal basketball team. He will break your ankles on the court and then nurse you back to health, because he's a nurse. Please welcome everyone's Kuya, Vince Bing, Dimayuga. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Good, Yuka Bing. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Very good. Thanks. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It's always my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. So my name is Vince Dimayuga, and um everybody most of most of my friends here in montreal and in the philippines i'm from the philippines and uh also from the philippines like aaron uh, most of my friends call me kuya bing because i'm i'm like their big big brother yes he so, is uh, right now i'm i live in montreal quebec in canada and i'm also an immigrant like most of uh, our friends here and um i'm here to tell stories about my life as an immigrant here in Canada. And that's it. I love it. So you mentioned you're from the Philippines. Let's uh, let's start with that. Where are you from in the Philippines? I'm from uh, Bawan, Batangas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I grew up uh, in the province of Batangas. And um, it's uh, south southern part, part of uh, Manila. Mm-hmm. A little like uh, an hour and a half to two hours drive. To have a little reference, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you clo- where, did you grow up closer to the beach or? Oh yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up, um, I remember my my grandfather used to live like five minute walk from the beach. So mm. we're so used to like uh, swimming and <laughs> getting tanned, <laughs> getting tanned uh, with not not by choice, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. There you. Go. That's funny. And so I guess you grew up in a uh, big family. Yes, big family. And um, yeah, well, my family, I were three brothers. Um, we're all, well, obviously three brothers, right? We're all mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. And, but um, I said big family because my dad, they're 11 siblings. <laughs> yep. Grandpa got siblings. busy. That's it. That's it. And um, the joke was um, back in the days, there, there, there were no television. So, <laughs> what do you do? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's, it's fun. Don't be yeah, sorry. so. But yeah, I, there's yeah. no, there's no television. So, grandma and grandpa got busy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's what I meant by a big family. So we have a lot of cousins, and mm-hmm. you know, even if in my direct family we're all three brothers, but a lot of cousins. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, like all Filipinos very close to each other. Yes, cousins, yes, yes, yes. uncles. That's it. Yeah. That, so. And that's one of the trademarks of Filipinos. We keep our close family ties together. Yeah. That must be a fun childhood. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very exciting childhood. Like um, we have our circle of friends here and there, but as much as possible, we keep it close with the family, you know? Hmm. And uh, that's mostly how it is in the Philippines for all you listeners who don't really, uh, who are not familiar with the the, the culture in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Very close, family-oriented people. Yeah, exactly. And what was your favorite uh, game growing up? I'm so playful when when I was a kid. I used to play so many like outdoor games like Tumbam Preso. Oh, that's fun. Patintero. These are for all you guys who are not familiar with this. These are like the traditional Filipino games, mm-hmm. and I'm so active growing up. Like we have this call this game called Tex, which is like the cards. <laughs> yes, it's called the cards. The 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 Jolen, the Holen. Uh, I yeah. don't know how to pronounce it. Holen. It's marbles, marbles, marbles. Basically, yeah. marbles. Exactly, marbles, marbles. So yeah, and we have this uh, very traditional game called Sipa, which is like um, it's basic. I don't know how to explain it. There, it's Help like hackisack, but instead of yes. hack, but instead of like the soft ball, it's yeah. like um, it's like made of me- some sort of metal, and then we yeah. put like some sort of like a plastic i don't know, like for the balancing i guess exactly exactly that's it thanks for helping me (laughs) explain it that's why i'm here that's why i'm here i love that but going back to the text text was there's small cards that you buy from the market yes and they have uh they have pictures in them not pictures Mm -hmm. but drawings cartoon drawings of movies Filipino yes, movies. with storyline, with storyline. Exactly, from the yeah, beginning yeah. to the end. Yes. So if you might, it's like a small book. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know the movie, you just have to read the, the the cards. 
but no cards. one does. <laughs> no one does because we play with it. Exactly. We gamble with it. We play we gamble with, it. with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, with money. My, yeah. da- my brother used to steal mine all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. My brother used to do that to the same thing too because I have so many. And uh-huh. then, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. and I, it drives me nuts because I have like, let's say a few, like, I don't know, let's say 50 pieces and he'll yeah. steal, let's say 20 of them. Yeah. And then yeah. most of the time he will come home, he has IGA bags full, maybe two <laughs> of them. <laughs> and <laughs> and money, is pockets full of money running away from people and people are running to our house, to my grandma's house and they're like, oh, you know, pabalato, pabalato. It means like, uh, it's like a, if you win, uh, if you win money, if you win uh, gambling, you get you give money to people. It's like a little commission, basically. Yeah, but a little percentage that you give to other people as a commission, pabalato. I think that's that's what it is. Kind of like that. It's kind of like that, but commission is more of like you owe money to someone. It's true, it's but true. this is not. This is more like a gift. A gift, exactly, exactly. Because you want something, you give it to them. Which I hate. It's like, true. yo, it's bro, true. you don't even give yeah. me anything when you win. I earned this fair and square. And why would I give you? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when my brother wins, he just comes home and he's just like, me, I'm mad. I'm like, yo, you stole my cards, man. But then he shoves <laughs> it like, ah, a bag full of packs. Yeah, 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 and then he sometimes he gives him gives him money, but my grandma is furious because people are like piling up outside of her house, <laughs> yelling, yelling, asking yeah. for pabalato, pabalato. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for that memory. That's fun. I man. know. Yeah, yeah, those are our childhood memories, man. And yeah. but you mentioned that you like sports too. What sport oh, yeah. do you play? Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people knew about this, but I my first sport was tennis. Tennis. Okay. <laughs> I Sampras over here. Oh, uh, no, no, not really. But yeah, I started playing tennis at the age of seven. Mm-hmm. And um, me and my brothers would play all the time. We have like instructors and this and that. My dad enrolled us to this certain uh, um, tennis uh, clinic. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. But then I got bored and uh, a friend of mine introduced me to basketball. And I fell in love with the sport ever since. I would just play tennis for money, basically. <laughs> oh, you're that good? <laughs> to say. No, well, because there's constant tournament in our in our village. Okay. And um, what I do is like, because we've been playing for for us for a long time. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm okay. I'm not good, but I'm okay. So I would join the tournament once in a while, and the the price the the price is always cash. Mm. You know, and growing up, you know, you, most of the people that I I played against are like employees, and like um like old people basically. Okay, how old so, were you then? I was uh, I'd say twelve. And you 12. were kicking this this guy's ass <laughs> sometimes because because it it's uh it's different categories. So the trick was <laughs> I wouldn't practice at all. Mm-hmm. So they won't see me play. Oh, so shit. So they will put me in the lower category. <laughs> oh. And what they didn't know is I play in school. <laughs> and so, yeah. In billiards, that's called hustling. Exactly. I was and hustling you were, for money. You were hustling these guys. <laughs> that's it. 
I think so. I think so. I think so. But uh, but you know what? It's 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 for for fun. And at the same time, you know, this is my way of earning money. I'm too shy to ask money for my from my parents. And so you know, if I want to buy something, I learn how to earn it. Mm. Not fair and square, but <laughs> hey, my own little way. It is fair and square. It's right. True somehow. It's yeah. It's not like you know you stealing money from them. It's true. It's you know, you're true. not stealing money. Yeah. You're playing sport that they can play too. They suck at it. It's true. Good at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a it's a that's a nice childhood memory as well. <laughs> that's funny, oh, man. I feel so bad now thinking Why? about it. <laughs> well, because you have that, I guess. Yeah, it's true. I guess uh, I should be proud of myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You were 12 and they're adults and you're kicking their asses. Yeah, some of them. <laughs> Most of yeah. them, you're making money. Yeah, yeah. So you but play now, but then after that, I I didn't play as much because I fell in love with the. Like I said, I play, fell in love with basketball. I'm not that good, but I really love the sport. So yeah, did you play yeah. in high school and college, or I I did play in high school. Mm-hmm. I played for the De La Salle Lipa basketball team from 1989 to 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've played three years there for my high school team. I was a role player, basically. <laughs> you made the team. I made the team. That's what so. matters. Exactly, exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. you're not replaying all the time, but you still made the team. A lot of exactly. a lot of yeah. people or kids want yes. to make the team. They they don't make it. Yep, yep. And yeah, it's just for the love of the game. I'm so passionate about it. And um, I love it so much that the, <laughs> the coach saw the passion in me and like, I like this kid, basically. So you're like the Dennis Rodman of the team? Somehow, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like Somehow. the nice, kind Dennis Rodman. The nice, kind Dennis Rodman. Well, I guess I can say that. I love Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The Bulls, you know. Speaking oh, of yeah. liking, loving basketball, I don't know anyone that loves Kobe Bryant more than Kuya Bing. He loves Kobe. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Speaking of that, um, how did you feel when you learned that he passed? Oh, I was devastated. Well, in the beginning, I was just hoping that it was a fake news. I think nowadays, you, nowadays, you don't believe right away if it's real or it's fake. So I was really hoping that it was fake news. and uh, But then I turn on my TV and all over the news, like it's breaking, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And it's like Kobe Bryant died, helicopter, helicopter crash. I was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? God bless his soul. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, God bless his soul. And the rest of the people who was there in that helicopter uh, accident there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, very unfortunate. And uh, yeah. I just want to talk about that quickly because I know you're a big yeah, fan. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, was and, a big, I am a big fan. Yeah. And on just to make the record straight, I yeah. wasn't a big fan of Kobe yeah. as a player. I hated Kobe mm-hmm. because his arrogance and the way he played. Plus, I hated the Lakers. Yeah. And But when I watch the documentary, The Muse of Kobe Bryant, 
mm-hmm. that changed everything for me. Oh yeah. From yeah. that point on, I loved Kobe. Yeah. I understood how he thinks, how why he acts like like that. And the from then on, I'm yeah. sorry. The mindset. Yeah, the Mamba yeah. mentality. I love Kobe, and even obviously I was devastated as well when he passed. But, it, but it, but funny is even now when I see him his basketball highlights, mm-hmm. I still hate him. <laughs> yeah. But if I see him outside basketball, I'm like, that's my man. That's my boy right there. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, but a great loss. Yeah, great loss. Yes. Thankfully, he left us with good memories and a, a legacy. A great legacy, exactly. I want to stay talking about basketball because I love it. And you know you love basketball too. And I want to ask your opinion because I know you're a smart man. (laughs) What do you think about Filipinos' basketball obsession? Basketball obsession? Oh, I think I know why. Mm. Because um, we are considered a third world country, right? Oh, we are. We're not not considered. We are. Yeah. yeah. And, And the passion starts with, because I believe it's the easiest sport to play. Mm. All you have to have, all you ha- you need is a ball, um, a hoop, a, a hoop mm-hmm. which is we can do it homemade, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. We can play without shoes. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> Flip-flops, yo. Flip-flops, exactly. We can play uh, in, like, on, on like, how say that, um, dusty... Oh yeah, dirt. Playing, dirt. Playing, dirt. Yeah. Dirt. Exactly. We can play in any turf. Any turf you do play. So, but as to, yeah. as to, sorry, sorry. As opposed to like if we play baseball, mm. you need gloves, you need mm. bat, you need a big field. And it's very rare to have an available big field because we'd rather farm on it. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Soccer, the same thing. We, it's impo- It's it's very rare to have like a big, uh, uh, an available soccer field because we'd rather farm on it, right? But basketball, a little portion of it, three people can play, six people can play, you know, everybody happy, like we sub, you know. So I think that's where it started. It's an easy and not expensive game to play. That's beautiful. You know what? That's a beautiful mm-hmm. perspective. I never thought of yeah, that yeah. way. The land-wise. Equipment-wise too, right? You know, we don't mm-hmm. have to spend a lot. And, you know, a ball, even if it's like, uh, how do you say that? It's not as new anymore. We can find ways to make it look new, you know? We just clean it and this and that. We need to find ways. We have to find ways. And uh, everybody's happy. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's stay on basketball because I love talking about it. <laughs> I love it. I'm enjoying it now. <laughs> um, top five lineup of all time. Top? F- oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, honestly, well, I s- of all time, eh? Um, okay, I guess number one is Michael Jordan. Who doesn't <laughs> like him? I mean, growing up, I didn't like him. Oh, I didn't, didn't like him. Why? No, no, like, because I was a Charles Barkley fan. No, oh, okay, I'm a okay. big Charles Barkley fan mm-hmm. growing up. Anyway, so I'd say Magic Johnson again. You can see my age. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, of course. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley. 
And mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Too old, wow. too old. I'm too old, man. Nah. Yeah. Those, that's a strong lineup. Strong lineup. Can I give you mine? Of course. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Shaq. About him. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much of them to, to choose from, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Number okay. 33, baby. Yes. Magic. Yeah. I have to put magic. Yeah. Jordan, obviously. Yeah. And the last one, this one's a tough one. This one, I'm not like, it's Kobe. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say somebody else. <laughs> as much as I hate Kobe playing, yeah. okay. I have to put him. It just he has that thing, yeah, that, yeah, that killer, which is so rare. So say that again, Larry Bird, Magic. Okay, Shaq, Bird, Magic, Michael, and Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. Okay. Oh, strong lineup. That's unstoppable right there. Uh, let's go back to our uh, show. Yes, yes, yes. I can talk about basketball forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So we stop at high school. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> After high school, did you go to college in the Philippines? Yes, yes, I did. So I uh, went to university. I So yeah, I went to the same, well, I went to De La Salle University in Manila in South Avenue. And Let me just I, cut you off there. Let me just yeah. say to people that doesn't know, only oh. rich people goes to the university. <laughs> no, not really, not really. Yeah, not it really. is. <laughs> Unless you're very smart and you're, you're a scholar. Other than well, that, I am smart, I guess, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> you're smart, but not that smart, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, so I went to De La Salle University. I, I finished economic. I have a degree in bachelor's, bachelor's of Science in Applied Economics. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun going yeah. to... That was the time when I had to like move to Manila for three years. Okay. And for those of you guys who didn't know, um, three years is because um, my university is trimester. It's uh, three terms in one year. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a semester type of uh, of year, school year, it's three terms in one year. So you finish your university degree in three years. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So you're, you move away from your family. Yep, I moved away from my family uh, for three years, stayed in Manila. But once in a while, I would go back to to my province um, to do my laundry and yeah. ask for allowance. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, kind of, yeah. so that's kind of prepared you for moving to Canada. True, true. Being I can alone. say it helped a lot. It helped a lot, yeah. Oh, okay. You finished college in the Philippines? I did, I did, I did. And then when did you move here in Canada? So I moved in Canada in 2004. How old were you then, if you don't mind me asking? I was 28. 28. I was 28 years old. Yes. So did, did you work in the Philippines? Yes, I did. I okay. did. After, after university, after college, I worked right away, nonstop, and... Uh, yeah, then I came to Canada in 2004. Yeah. Okay. 
And what made you move to Canada? Um, oh, that's a good story. <laughs> so I guess um, it was just to try, to try to come to Canada because I have a lot of relatives here. Um, in the beginning, when we were talking about like big family, so I mentioned that my dad, there's 11 siblings. Six of them migrated here in Canada, in Montreal. Okay. So, so I see like my cousins doing so well here. And like whenever they come to the Philippines, as if they're like living like millionaires. So, <laughs> so I tried. I tried. I tried to come here too. And um, yeah, but it really changed my life. And it's really not the same from from where I'm from and when I moved to Canada it's mm. a, it's a it's a big change basically uh, who helped you to move here well it was my aunt who actually helped me move here and um, not a lot of people knew about this but I came here as a caregiver oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah I came here alone but as a caregiver that is so rare for a very man. rare very rare wow yeah 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 and um, commonly for us Filipinos, it's usually the the pe- the mom mm-hmm. or the wife of mm-hmm. like the, the woman of the family. The woman of the family, basically. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. no one wants to hire a dude taking care of you know your family or your kids. Exactly, exactly. Oh. And when I came here, it was appropriate because um, my aunt uh, needed a caregiver for her father-in-law, an Italian father-in-law back oh. then. Um, I believe his his uh, wife passed away and therefore he need companion, like somebody who would drive him to his appointments, somebody who would like lawn his, uh, his, his, uh, mow his lawn and like clean up his house basically. And uh, basically he's like, overall bodyguard yeah <laughs> type of thing so so when i did my interview in 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 manila for the like to to get in canada mm-hmm. in the embassy uh they said oh you're perfect for the job because you know not a lot of you know, if you need to lift the patient the the the, the patient the 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 person mm-hmm. then you're appropriate for the job so yeah and it's very rare mm-hmm. right? you're right it's very rare did you study for? Did you study caregiving in the Philippines? Actually, I did. I okay. did for six months. Six months. Oh. Yeah, was it, it was a requirement, or it just happened so. It happened because um, honestly, oh yeah. Now, the, now I I remember why why it happened because in the beginning I just wanted to apply as like a regular immigrant, but mm-hmm. I got denied. <laughs> yeah, why? I got denied because of my age. And I was single, and they will. They thought that you know you're you're not really. Able, I don't know. For some reason, I got denied. Some bullshit. Exactly. Maybe that. That's just but um, so my aunt found a way, and just so happened that you know that the the father-in-law needed some some help too. That's so good. it was it was perfect timing, basically. So yeah. 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 So you're 28. Uh, were you homesick? Oh, yeah. In the beginning, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how did you deal with that? You know, back in the days, we don't have Zoom. We don't have uh, FaceTime. We don't <laughs> have this type of, like, uh, communication. Uh, um, th- we don't have this means of communication. So back mm-hmm. then, I used to buy these phone cards. 
I would buy phone cards every day. <laughs> I fucking hate those phone cards. Yes. It's so expensive. It's expensive, and they 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 it's they lie about like oh you have five you yeah. have like thirty minutes. It's only like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or or if you use it for like let's say ten minutes, the next time you use it, oh you only have five minutes left, dude. I use it for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's written there, 30 minutes, good for 30 minutes, or like one hour. hour basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you so you call the Philippines a lot. Yep, yep, yep. Call family a lot all the time, like almost every day. And back in the days, um, there's this social media thing called Friendster. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that's how I communicate with uh, my friends and my 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 cousins. And yeah, and it's like it's it's a it's a a big change from from where where I'm at before and then where I moved. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a big change. Very yeah, big it's, change. it's a big culture shock. Big culture shock. You know, like you were mentioning, you were close to your family, big mm-hmm. family. Exactly. Sure you have a lot of friends because you're a friendly guy. And then you come here, nobody. Nobody. I have a lot of cousins, but they're all busy working. And yeah, so it's I have to life. It's a different life, yeah. way, way different. Everybody's busy here and, you know, everybody's, I, I don't say hustling, but it's everybody has to feed their family basically. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. you know, everybody's busy. Yeah. So I like that you said that because I want to talk about how, you know, in the Philippines, everybody thinks that, oh, you're in Canada, money grows in trees there. Yes. Yes. But they're not thinking that, we're making money, okay, cool. Make we make more money than the usual worker in the Philippines. Yes, but we have bills too. Yes, exactly. We have dreams. Exactly, and one of the like like I mentioned before, one of the reasons why I came to Canada is because of that. I thought you're gonna live like a king and this and you that, did. Okay. but I had like a realization. Is that the term? Realization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A slap in and the face. A slap in the face, basically. That oh, this is how it works here. Mm-hmm. But then again, I made things work, and you know, it went well after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you did you suffer through this? It's a it's a type of culture shock. Is when you come here, the currency, obviously, the exchange of the currency is different, and you start thinking, oh, a a glass of water, not a gla- a bottle of water is like, I don't know, let's say $2. And then you translate it to fill, to peso and you'll say, oh shit, that's a hundred dollars, a hundred pesos. I'm not paying a hundred pesos for a bottle of water. Yes. Oh, in the beginning. Yes. In the beginning, a lot of conversions and like, that's too expensive. That's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Cause in the Philippines, like, uh, uh yeah, you're right. Just mm-hmm. for the that's a good good uh, comparison there. The water in the Philippines and the water here it's two dollars, okay. But uh, I used to convert a lot, and I'm like, oh no, 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 that's too much, that's too expensive. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and who was the main person that you leaned on when you were very homesick? Well, well, it's you guys, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I have I have my cousins, and um. You know what? Honestly, I divert this 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 sadness, loneliness, or what you call homesick through activities. And one of my main activities here is basketball. 
so you deal with it with friends, family, and activities. Yeah. So so going back to our earlier story about basketball, I didn't know that my love for basketball will be my coping mechanism <laughs> to to deal with all my like my being homesick and and it it became like uh, the, the 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 grounds for me to to make friends and be active and forget about this sadness that like since I miss my family and everything mm. so yeah basketball made it made it happen <laughs> yeah 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 homesickness <laughs> is a bitch man like, oh yeah 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 for sure like, for sure every time sometimes I think about it sometimes and not just to think of being sad or anything but like how proud I am to myself going through that and and i'm with i'm with family imagine yes. if you were alone i was alone yeah <laughs> you know that's it that's it it's because it's because it's it's a different culture and at the same time um we we're so used to how we we live in the philippines it, it's a big change it's it's a big change mm-hmm I understand. Yeah. So homesickness was tough, but what gave you the most challenge being an immigrant? The challenge? Um, well, I think it's uh, the change of culture. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a complete turnaround of what I was doing back then compared to what I began doing here in Canada. What to, give you an example, yeah. to give you an example, hmm. um, when I was in the Philippines, uh, since I finished uh, university there, I used to work in offices, like corporate world, basically. Hmm. I came to Canada, I was a caregiver. Big change. Like, I never thought that uh, um, I would be, like, cleaning toilets mm-hmm. in, um, like mowing lawns mm-hmm. shoveling snow and um yeah it's a it's a big change it was, a humbling, point, it was a humbling experience very humbling experience that's a that's the right term humbling experience but you pushed through it it taught you gratitude that's it and you know, being humble that's it that makes you a better man exactly exactly right and speaking of better man Kuya Bing just recently had a baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I want to ask you, how do you find being an quote-unquote old dad? Oh, yeah. It's very rewarding. And at the same time, uh, I'd say tiring. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, rewarding because, uh, you know what? Honestly, I almost gave up on uh, on being a dad let alone oh, yeah. being being married <laughs> yeah for the yeah, longest yeah. time you were single yes yes but what happened was uh, i can explain i can explain yeah yeah <laughs> you bought a gun yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but what happened was um i moved to canada i had to like start all over again and then uh i didn't have time for myself all i wanted to do is like to get my papers, be a permanent resident, be a citizen, this and that, work, work, work. For all you know, I found out I'm already old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about everything, you know. But then again, you know, 
I found uh, my true love and now I'm a dad. <laughs> sure, because she's just in the other room, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> but of course, no. But no. But no. Uh, kidding aside, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a very uh, being a, an old dad is like it's very rewarding, and I'm so happy because uh, at one point I actually gave up on having a baby and we we tried for three years and didn't happen but um all of a sudden here she is a miracle it's a miracle we didn't even have to do like those artificial whatever things that we did natural in the natural way congratulations congratulations (laughs) that's amazing story and like you're trying for three years and then it's not like screw this we're we're good and then and then God or universe or whatever, what have you, like, guys, what's up? Here you go. Exactly, exactly. So that's, I'm, I'm very happy and I, I'm, I'm thankful to God that uh, and everybody who helped me that like now I'm, I'm one of the gang. I have a kid too now. And then, uh, and yeah. Um, okay. Take away the factor of missing friends and family. What's your opinion on this saying life is good in Canada, but it's more fun in the Philippines? I think I believe in that <laughs> somehow. Um, especially when you say life is good in Canada, it means that you experience life in Canada. So if you experience life in Canada, it means that uh, you're 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 probably earning money from Canada and then you go back home in the Philippines, then life is good. <laughs> <laughs> like like your cousins. Yes, now I'm the cousin that I was like jealous. Yeah, kind of like that. But but honestly, no. Life is good in the Philippines because that's where we're from, and uh, that's where the family is at. And you mean it's more fun in the Philippines? Yes, for me, Mm -hmm. in my own opinion, it's more fun in the Philippines still, even if I live here in Canada now, Mm -hmm. just because um, there's a lot of things that you can do there. And that you have there that we don't have here, mm-hmm. like special. Well, I'm I'm talking about here in in Montreal basically because I never live anywhere else in Canada that rather than here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. But um, like the beaches and the you know the the street foods and this and that the authentic ones. Um, and uh, yeah, you're I still think... willing to eat street food when you go back to the Philippines? Oh yeah, I do. I still do. Maybe not now. I don't. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, so you don't. okay? Now we need to get this straight. Okay, okay. When you go back, would yes. you eat street food? Yes, I do. I will. I mean, like literally street food, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you stayed in the Philippines and didn't migrate, what do you think would you be doing in the Philippines? Ah, uh, if I did migrate to Canada, I I'm probably be still in the corporate world. Like uh, that was uh, that's the thing that I was doing back then. I was in office work, office jobs, mostly sales, mm-hmm. uh, marketing, and so I think I will still be like that, or maybe a little business on the side, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I wouldn't be what I am now. It's it's a big turnaround, and I didn't even realize, I didn't even imagine in my life that I'll become what I am now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, oh, yeah. Just an FYI, Kuya uh, Bing is a fr- yeah. one of those MVPs, the frontliners. 
Yeah, <laughs> you can age. say that. Yeah, yeah you, you guys are. You're, you're kicking ass, you know, taking the hit for us while we're blaming the government and <laughs> and everything. But yeah, Queer Being is... Um, what, tell us what you do. Um, now I am a nurse. Uh, yeah, I work at the Montreal Neurological Hospital here in Montreal. So yeah, I'm a registered nurse now. Um, so it's like a big turnaround. Um from our story in the beginning, I was a, I graduated with a degree in economics. <laughs> I came to Canada as a caregiver. After I became a caregiver, I started working in different companies. Um, and then I went back to school. Like mm-hmm. from zero, I went back to school and I became a nurse. Yeah. I, I, let me just add to that, that mm-hmm. I really admire you. For staying in school, even though it Thank took you. you, I don't know how long to take it, yeah. to finish it, you really stick with it. You had a goal and you just keep chugging along. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. I remember when we used to play and some guys, which I'm not going to name, they're mm-hmm. like, he's going to school still, man. He's like old and stuff. And, I, in, my <laughs> head, I said, and in my head, I was like, so what? He's chasing his dream. Exactly, exactly. I knew you were taking a nursing nursing classes. Yeah, yeah. But and I know it takes a while because yeah, you know yeah. you you you're living your life and you know bas- you, you know things happen and you know it doesn't matter how long you finish. What yeah, matters you finish. Exactly, exactly. And now I'm uh, I I met, I I reached my goal, I guess, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And life I'm happy is good. With what I do. Life is good, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, being a male nurse, what is that? Was it your personal choice, or how did you end up choosing that uh, career? Well, you mentioned a male nurse because I want to be a male nurse like Gaylord Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Kidding aside, no, no. It's um, I think it wasn't my real dream. Um, but uh, I remember growing up, I wanted to be a doctor or a dentist. And uh, since I'm already old, I didn't want to like go back to school to become a doctor because it takes so long and it's expensive. And my brain won't, won't uh, my brain cells won't be able to handle it anymore. And therefore, um, I actually tried to become a nurse and uh, it's very rewarding and I really love the job. And I think it's for me. I'm, I've, I've been a nurse for seven years now, six years now. Wow. And um, I'm really enjoying what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably really what my calling is. Yeah. Eh? Everybody wants me to become a nurse. Really? But you know what? I, it's actually fr- probably in me too. Like I, yeah. I am, I think I am a compassionate person, I think. No, it's not I think. You are compassionate. Thank you. Always smiling, always saying hi to everyone, very respectful. Sometimes I hate you for being too, too nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, because yeah. I'm not a nice person. I'm okay. <laughs> you are a nice person too. I, I'm all right, but... Every time I see people like you, I'm like, why are you so nice? <laughs> Not everything is beautiful. It's the Kuya Bing mentality. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. It is the Kuya Bing mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Kuya Bing. If you guys if you guys have a chance to meet him, you will love him. Uh, come by. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm just joking. But yeah, um, going back to what we were talking about, it's I think it's my calling to become a nurse, and um, I'm I'm happy that I pursued like this the, the, to go back to school and 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 sac- not really suffered, but sacrifice the time, the effort, and it's all worth it in the end. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's segue a little bit. Okay. Um, do you remember when you become officially a Canadian citizen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, 2014. Just recently. I came in 2004. Oh, became, 10 years. I became, yeah. Why? Because I was stubborn. I was like, oh. I just didn't want to process the paper because I'm just stubborn like that. <laughs> I yeah. said, you know, I'm a permanent. Because when you're a caregiver, for everybody who didn't know, when you're a caregiver, the government will get, the Canadian government will give you a chance to work for two years. And after you, you work for two years, then you are allowed to apply for a permanent resident. Yeah, something like that. And so after that, I became a permanent resident. But Wait, then I, let me just clear something up. That's yeah. not the case anymore. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. That's, that that was the case back then. Yeah. So go yeah. on. Sorry. 16 years ago, 14 years ago, something like that. And um, I had the chance to get my citizenship uh, three years after I came here, four years after I came here. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't do it i was i guess i was i forgot and i was stubborn and you were lazy i was lazy basically that's what it is i it was is. so pre- preoccupied with basketball and school <laughs> and music maybe <laughs> and women <laughs> yes <laughs> i agree <laughs> uh well really Yeah, once you're a permanent resident, you kind of doesn't really have an incentive to be a citizen. There's only one thing that uh, a permanent re- uh, a permanent resident doesn't have as a right compared to a citizen, which mm-hmm. is the right to vote. Yeah, that's exactly that's what. It. That's the that's the thing. And that's probably why I didn't have the need to become a perm- uh, a citizen back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the only one. But And, if you're a permanent resident, do you have to apply like every certain years to be a permanent resident again? Or that's it? You're forever permanent resident? I'm forever permanent resident. It's just that that I have to renew my card. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I have to renew my card a certain period of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to renew that. It's true. You have to renew it. You have to renew it. Okay, so you have to renew it. So when you became officially quote-unquote Canadian citizen. Mm-hmm. Did it make you feel like you're Canadian? Somehow, yes. <laughs> it's not because of the paper. It's because it's the timing. Because I've been living in Canada for 10 years already. Mm-hmm. And I adopted most of the, the qualities. Not all the qualities, the culture. I adopted not really most like some of the the qualities and culture and i i consider myself as like being part of a canadian community already like yeah, you I'm, are I'm, canadian yeah that's it that's it yeah 
I have a conversation about this with my a friend and mm -hmm. he lives here, but he says he doesn't feel like he's still Canadian. He, I mean, he doesn't feel that he is Canadian mm -hmm. and he says he there's no point of being Canadian. Okay. You know, like for him, it was just like a name. So, so and then he asked me like, like, what is it? Like, do I, do I not understand it? And I said, well, I cannot explain it to you. You just feel it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I said to him, when I did my citizen oath taking, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't feel Canadian. I was just like, this is the paper. I actually, yeah. I actually feel bad thinking about it sometimes. That when I did it that day, I felt like it was a nuisance. Yes, I felt like they were bothering me. Like, why are you taking my, you know, my day away from my life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you know, which I feel bad, but obviously now, thinking about it now, I feel bad, yes, but I, since then, you know, I guess somehow fixed that yeah, by, yeah. you know, being part of the community. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, what's nice about being a Canadian is um, we have the, the, the freedom to still practice what our culture is because this country. Canada is a country, it's a multicultural country as opposed to USA. Mm -hmm. US is a, like a melting pot country, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the nice thing about this country is our country, well, Canada allows us to still practice some of our, our ways and means that we got from our original countries mm -hmm. just because we are a multicultural country. Yeah. And kind of everybody respects that. Yeah, Canada's great like that. I love this yeah, country. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I love it. I love this province. I love yeah. Montreal. Me too. It's just a great country, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm glad that I, I moved here. Yeah, you're glad to be here? Okay. Let's test that. Okay, okay. Do you have plans on retiring in the Philippines? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, it's a tough one because now that I have a baby and there's a, a big gap, mm -hmm. I think when I retire, <laughs> he's just doing her university and I think she still needs me. So it's not by choice, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's really tough. Okay, so let's say somehow you won the lottery okay you don't have to worry about money yeah yeah would you still retire the no questions asked i'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> i'm still I'm, I'm gonna go back home yeah i mean we're talking about staying forever staying forever you're not going back to canada i think i no, not going back to canada no i mean yes you can go back but once in a while i guess i'll do that yeah. I guess I'll do that. I guess I'll do that. I feel like that's everyone's dream. Dream, exactly. To have enough money yes. to, to stay here when it's summer and spring. Yeah. And then when the dreaded winter comes, yeah. we, we go back to the Philippines for however yeah. certain amount of time. Right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I think that scenario that you gave me when you win the lottery, 
that makes it easy for me to answer. So <laughs> that's actually the, the summary of all things. I think you have to have an enough savings, mm-hmm. enough uh, reason to just stay, go back home and just come back here when needed. You know? Yeah, you're right. That's it's a perfect, it's a perfect example. It's a perfect scenario what you gave. Mm-hmm. Um, let's close with this one. Okay. What advice can you give a person that would like to move to another country? Uh, I will. My advice would be based on what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, going to another another country, migrating to another country, is not as easy as you guys thought. <laughs> um, you have to be. You have to sacrifice stuff. You have to be be how do you say that what's the term uh you have to be uh i can't i can't think of that say word Tagalog. um what is it like resilient resilient basically basically and um yeah and like i said it's it's not what you think it is for most people some are lucky you know some are lucky but you know you really have to work hard for it you have to, if it's not what you're expecting, um, you really have to know how to adjust. And at the end of the day, if things work out, it's all worth it. I mean, um, it's called delayed gratification, I guess, because you just sacrifice now, prosper later, basically. Mm. Wise words from a wise man right here. <laughs> thank you. Thank man you. full of wisdom. I think we got it all. Do you have anything else to say? I think that's it. Um, I really appreciate you inviting me in this podcast. Uh, This is a a great tool for other people to understand what's going on with us living in a different country other than the Philippines. You know, Mm -hmm. thank you very much for doing this. You're welcome. And thank you. And have a good evening, Kuebing. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Thank you again, Kuebing, for doing the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And thank you listeners for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. See you guys later.